This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight. Thanks for joining us at 1-800-919-3776. Go, let's go back to the phones, talk a little next. We still have to get to Kyrie, and we have uh, – Nick fans are a little uneasy, Gordon. You know what that, that David Carr citing in New Orleans – and now, you know, they're, they're waiting for your Aaron Rodgers update. So we'll do that. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Sometime. We'll probably Bated do that. Breath, I would, I'm sure. I would say we'll do that at 1130. Okay. We have our Aaron Rodgers update at 1130 mm-hmm. here on ESPN New York tonight. Head back to the phones. Uh, Tony's in the Bronx. What's up, Tony? Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, hey, hey, Gordon, man. You hit it on the head when you said that we weren't going to be excited about that Alex Alec Burks. Uh, <laughs> I told you. Up. I warned you ahead of time. And, and when you when you said it, it I just kind of like I got so depressed. I was like, "Wow, this <laughs> this is where we are." Like Alec Burks. And listen, in the in the in, in the in a perfect world, I, I can see that it makes sense, mm-hmm. right? But but the Knicks are not. They're just so depressing. And depressing. and just the the, fa- the fact that we're we're. We're where we are, but it just seems like we're not really going anywhere, and there's really no, no positive signs. I think I also I also get frustrated with with the front office. Front office is not very out there. They don't they don't really talk to us as fans. They sure they're not don't. really kind of open to to letting us know what their thoughts are and where they're going. Um, you know, you see players like Kyrie. You know, you know they just. They're disgruntled, but yet they somehow fall in Dallas's lap. How come that, that it never happens with the Knicks? I mean, they brought this front office in to to you know collect talent, and basically we've been stuck in a rut of mediocrity for for the past three years. And and I don't really see anything different than what we were three years ago before this front office came into play. Oh. So I, I mean, yes, it's nice that we're we're winning a handful of games, but. They just don't feel like we're in a in a in a place where we can say, "Man, we've really got something going on here." You guys sound sounding more excited about the prospects of Orlando than you do about the prospects of the Knicks right now, and that's actually pretty indicative of of where we are. Thanks for taking my call, guys. I, I, Tony, I appreciate that, but I really think you need some perspective. The Knicks, the the, the year before Tibbs and, and Leon got here, the Knicks won twenty one games. They were twenty one and forty five, Larry. The year before that, they were seventeen and sixty-five. Yeah, God. They were twenty-nine and fifty-three the year before that. Yep. I, there's no. Again, I would just ask Nick fans, what was your expectation coming into the year? You, you, Randall's playing at an all-star level. Brunson has been everything you could ask for. They're playing the kids that you wanted to see. You want to see Grimes. You want to see quickly. Uh, you're seeing McBride. Obviously, uh, Mitchell Robinson's injury is is a blow, but they've kind of weathered the storm. I, I don't know what more you want out of this group. This is about as good as this group can be. Now, if you're saying, I don't see how they're going to improve beyond this, I can understand that. It's going to be hard for them. I, I don't know how they go about that. I think that that's going to have to wait until after the season. But to say that, they, that you don't see improvement from where they are now to from where they were before, Come on. Well, I think what it is, Gordon, is this. When uh, Rose and Wes were made, were talked about, it was, oh, they can bring in the big names. Yeah, I get that. Sure. And so I think from a fan standpoint, they're not seeing any big names. 
And there, and when you had a chance to get a big name, you didn't get that big name. So I think from that standpoint, I, I don't think they mean that it, when he says they're, they're, they're staying in place in me, in that there's not another big name coming here. It's, it's, it's we're working hard. We're, we're trying to, they got to overachieve. They have a slim margin for error. That's what I think he's seeing. And you're right. They have improved. They're playing they're playing better basketball. They're more entertaining. There's no question about that. But the idea of Rose and West coming in here and we're supposed to have big names coming here, that, that hasn't happened. And then to make matters worse, they may have shot themselves in the foot with, with the moves they made when they first got here. Yeah, well, look, I'm not telling you that Leon Rose has knocked it out of the park. He's done a lot of things wrong. The Cam Reddish deal, um, the, the, the offseason with Kemba and Forney. I mean, there's been a long list of things that I think he's screwed up. But when w- w- the summer that they did not get KD and Kyrie, the main takeaway for a lot of us, and it was for me and I still feel this way, is if you want to get one of those big names, you have to build so- – you can't just bring mm-hmm. them here – and be terrible, and expect them to save you from everything. So I think that this is kind of them building up some sort of infrastructure so if you did get a big name, that not only would you have something to be able to trade for the big name, but also that you'd have something still in place that it wouldn't just be that guy. It wouldn't be Carmelo 2.0. So, And I get it. You want it to happen today, and if I told you when Leon got here that year three, the the superstar would still not be here. I would agree. You'd be ticked off at that point by year three. You would think that there's a clear plan put out, but I think picking through the wreckage of what they've had, uh, the 10 previous years has taken a little longer and there's really only been one guy. And that one guy, while it would have been, it seemed like there were a lot of reasons why it would be a good fit. I think that they questioned whether or not he was truly a superstar. And I think we had that conversation. Do we, do we, we truly think that he was a superstar? Or was he just a star player? Well, whatever he is, he would have been better yeah. <laughs> on the Knicks. Yeah. Uh, there's no question about that now. And the other thing, Gordon, is uh, does, a, does a player want to come here while Tibbs is here? Well, that uh, I'll tell you this. Uh, not that I know anything about it, but I would think that if they get – a top 15 player, put in whatever player you want. And that guy doesn't want to come here with Tibbs. That, Tibbs, thank you very much. Coach of the year, fantastic, <laughs> great job. But uh, I would not be surprised. I think that the next opportunity that they get for a big-name player, they're going to jump very quickly. Mm-hmm. They have to. Yeah. They can't, they can't, they have to. They can't keep baseball, going this way. you get three strikes and you're out. Here yeah. you get two strikes and you're out. You can't keep you can't keep going this way, you know. You can't. You got to have some improvement. Yeah, you, you know, you you've got some young players, and and they're going to be. Listen, they're they're great bench players. All right, they're, some of them are. You know, I don't know whether they're good enough to be in a starting rotation on a good team. I don't think so, but but they they can give you you know good shooting and good results coming off the bench and and lengthen your bench and make that a good spot. But you need some more frontline talent here and. With a guy who does a lot of, you know, iso ball, um, not a lot of perimeter movement, and screaming and yelling, (laughs) I don't know that today's player wants to hear that, Gordon. I'm just saying. Some do, some don't. No, absolutely. Um, That that absolutely could be a factor, but I I don't think you have to worry about that until the the superstar makes himself 
uh, uh, we, or his identity is revealed. So let's put mm-hmm. it that way. Until yeah. that guy's identity is revealed, uh, I think that they will be content for now. Making, I mean, it's just weird to, that a fan base that has seen their team win one playoff game in a decade yeah. that for a team this year that is, I think, overachieving, but if you want to say, okay, they're just playing to what they should be, they're, they have a good chance to go to the playoffs this year, and yet it's, well, we want, we want to win multiple. This team is not built to win multiple playoffs. What, what, what are you looking at if you think that? There's no combination of this that would do that. This, this, team is is, the first, this is the first step. This team is barely built to make the playoffs. If you told me this team didn't make the playoffs this year, I wouldn't have been all that shocked. And they still they, may not. They still may not. They You're absolutely right. They're absolutely still may not. right. Yep. You know, they're, they're an injury away from, not, from, from being dead in the water because that's how thin the, the talent is. It's very thin. They're, they're getting the most out of the talent that they have. They are, I, I mean, say what you want about Tibbs. I think he is maximizing the talent that he has. I do not think that this is a greatly talented team. And a lot of the, and a lot of the guys that are playing, that wasn't their first choice. No. <laughs> you know? No. It was, uh, it was a necessity. was the mother of invention with that's a lot right. of this. So, that's um, right. But they are playing. Grimes has played. He's got all this yes. experience. Quickly has really uh, come into his own this year. So. There are, I think that there are reasons to, and I would just say, like, if you're not content with what's going on right now with where they're at, and I'm not saying content might not be the right word, but if you can't see that there's improvement, what were your expectations this year? Yeah, I, I, I think that, that people thought, and listen, Jalen Brunson has been unbelievable, but I just think they thought that, that he was going to take the next team? step. No, but I think they thought it was going to be more than just Brunson. Brunson. See, I thought coming in, they felt, you know, okay, Brunson and who else? And then as mm-hmm. you came in, well, there was yeah. nobody else. Yeah. I so mean, that's where they are. Somebody. They, I mean, they, they're going to have to do something soon. Yeah, you would think. 1-800-919-3776. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. I love our team. And that's, look, the Leon's job, and you see it, it's league-wide right now. Things heat up, and that's his job is to listen to people, to talk, to see what's going on in the league. And he's, he and his staff are always thinking about, you know, the possibilities and can we improve the team. That's his job. He's responsible for that. Uh, but we love our team. It has, you know, like if something were to happen, and it, it would have to be something he felt very strongly about that would improve the club. So, but we also like, we know we have a really good roster that we like. We have a lot of good young players that we know are going to get better as time goes on. Gordon, when's the last time you heard Tom Thibodeau say he got a lot of young players? <laughs> uh, this would be, I think, the first. <laughs> it's ESPN New York tonight here on 98.7 ESPN. Gordon, we must have said something because the phones have lit up. Let's head to the phones. Uh, let's go to Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, you're next on 98.7. What's up, brother? What's up, hey, guys? Mike. How you guys doing? What you I, got? I wanted to ask you guys a question. Um, what do you think the reason is that the Knicks have the second best away record in the whole league? I think I don't know if uh, any rhyme or reason to it. I think yeah, it's just one of those things. Yeah, it could be. Mike, I just it's funny. Thanks for the phone call. I just think Gordon they they find way. They don't panic on the road like they panic at home. In the final minutes, they just seem to just they seem to unravel um, right before your eyes. They seem 
I don't know they seem mentally tougher on the road. I, I don't know what it is, but they just seem to execute better on the road than they do at home late in games. I also think that part of it is that their their margin for error is so narrow that and so slim that it, it, it kind of leads more to it's kind of more fluky. Uh, now, if it mm. continues to happen and they don't get things straightened out, I guess um, what did they do two years ago at home? Because they didn't have anybody in the in the stand yeah. that year, I guess. Yeah. It, it's kind of. I'd have to go back and look. I mean, yeah. I just feel like that their their margin. Fit, I mean, they could have lost tonight's game, and tonight's there's game no was on the road, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know that there's any rhyme or reason. I think you kind of have to go through it uh, and really look at the games themselves. Um, and 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 maybe part of it is is that they just. Maybe who they play, how they play at home is the real Knicks, and how they play on the road is just I mean, beating else. the Celtics on the road, right? Yeah. Um, but they, it, it seems it? like they can beat some really good teams and then lose the teams that they should beat as well. I, I, I don't yeah. know that there's any rhyme or reason to it. That's, that's who they are. They're a 500 team. That's what 500 yeah. teams do, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. That's what they are. They are who they and, are. And another thing for Nick fans, because I know that anytime anything goes wrong, it's always Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. Do are, are do Nick fans think that there's some coach out there that would have gotten significantly more out of the team than Tibbs is getting out? Like, if you is there a coach out there that the Knicks would be ten games over five hundred? Because mm. they're four games over five hundred now. Mm. I don't know. I, I, I'm not ready to say that, Gordon. Maybe one or two games, but different style, maybe right, different maybe. execution, maybe. But I'm not ready to say it. 10 to 11 games. I'm, I'm not ready to say I, They're that. just not that I'm good not a team. And I'll not. say this. I think Tibbs has done a whole lot better job than Leon has. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah. Tibbs won coach. Did he win coach of the year the first year? Yes, he did. All right. Mm-hmm. I don't remember any executives of the year for Leon. No. Certainly not after year two. I'll tell you that for right now. <laughs> he did not. Trey's in Brooklyn, Texas. What's up, Trey? What's going on, fellas? Appreciate y'all taking the call. Trey, what's going on? Yo, Tony, the, the, the call of Tony, he had a, he had some really good points. He really did. And then he said this Kyrie thing, and then it set me off about the interview from early. I don't want to steal the thunder. I know y'all about to talk about that. Yo, 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 I'm going to tell you what I took from this. Let me tell you what I took from it. He would have got eaten up if they came across the bridge with that crap. They they they, they went to the right place. Oh, no question. That is the mm. so, that is the softest landing that they will ever get. Because I'm telling you now, you come from Golden State, you come from where was where was the, uh, Boston with that? Yo, I'm telling you right now, you come over there and you come and you stink up the garden and don't play. How many games did they play together? Like 46? Uh, 74. 74, whatever. Man, it may as well have been 46, G. <laughs> may as well have been 46. Yeah, no, you're he right. said, he, I, I, I'll never forget it. As long as I live, it, 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 it turned my head around like one of those meerkat videos on YouTube. He said, you know, I just, the, the, the pressure of New York media just, they, they came from everywhere. I said, that wasn't, man, I said, that wasn't the New York media, bro. That was Brooklyn. <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with man that was brooklyn homie so you wouldn't have, yo they wouldn't have made it across the river i'm telling you that right now right so they hey all that kevin durant popped off oh yeah the knicks ain't fun and they ain't this what are y'all 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 torched that franchise man and i got a funny feeling that kd is on his way out 
I got a funny feeling by 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 by, the, by that deadline, we're going to hear something about that man going up the river to Boston. That's what I think. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting, Boston, Trey. Man, it's man, interesting. Listen. Thanks, thanks for the phone call. It's interesting because there there was some rumors. I don't know that. Gordon, I don't know that they move him though right now. You can't, I, you can't you know, trade him to Boston. They're not going to trade him in this on. division. Yeah, if they trade him, he's going back west. They're not yeah. going to trade him in this division. They're not going to no. do that. They're not going to be do like that. the Packers trading Aaron Rodgers to the Vikings. I mean, come yeah, on, you can't no, be doing no, no. that. No, no they're can't. not. That, that's I, I don't not think happening. that anything happens before the trade. No, I think he'll. Now, offseason is going to be interesting. Oh again. yeah, no, absolutely. They want a gear. <laughs> and look for the Nets. They this is the last big swing they get at yeah. at jump starting the, the the rebuild. Yep. This is your last big piece, and this piece has to get you a whole lot more than you got for Kyrie. Yeah, no doubt about it. Buddha's in the Bronx. Buddha, you're next on 98.7. Guys, what's going on? How y'all doing, man? Buddha. Hey, listen, before I get to my point real quick, uh, just let me let the Queen speak to Uncle Larry for a hot second. Driving hey, Uncle Larry. Hi, how are you? Good and you. Just I'm wanted right, to say you. I can hear the joy in your voice because the Knicks is finally acting like a team. Well, they're showing some signs, Mrs. Buddha, but 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 I'm not I'm not I'm not easily swayed. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> you can't be because of their history, but at least for the moment. Yep, they they they're at least they're at least keeping me from throwing stuff at the TV. So that's a good thing. Right. <laughs> All right, good talking to you. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way. All hey, right. hey, hey. <laughs> you know, guys, listen, man. You know, there's two things. Fuck this basketball thing. There's two things that's super evident right now. You know, first of all, I mean, oh my God, Terrence Bud Crawford and Errol Spence, they're not going to fight each other until they're 40 years old and past their prime. That's right. What a, dis- what a disgusting display. What are they doing to my sport, man? I mean, geez. Messing it up. And they're awesome. And they're awesome. <laughs> yeah. Kareem would rather be anywhere else tonight. <laughs> Does, can't you tell? <laughs> you have to see, you have to see him. <laughs> I've been laughing at him. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Listen, man. Listen, the Knicks are going to trade for uh, Alec Burks. You know who they'll trade for? Sir Alec Guinness. Before they bring him back. The youth... <laughs> The youth has saved Tibbs' job, you know, straight up and down. Yeah. You know, and, uh, you know, watching that Sixers-Knicks game, yeah, listen, the Knicks aren't anything special, Mm-mm. but they play so hard. And, yeah. you know, look, like I said, they, they, they're saving the coach's job. And what I took away from that Sixers game is, you know, you, you listen, the Knicks might they, – they, listen, depending on who they get, you, you have to see how things shake out now with the Nets and their foolishness. You don't know what the rankings are. If they get the right matchup, maybe they could be competitive, like, in a, in a first-round series. But, you know, it really just tells me more about my team, man. I mean, like, mm. come on, man. I done told you a thousand times. Listen, you look at the Sixers, and you, they tried to do the Ben Simmons thing, like how the Jets did the Zach Wilson thing. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's a punk. But there's all other problems wrong with the team besides, you know, Ben Simmons. There's a culture there. Well, you got Tobias Harris. He's your second or third option, and he's passive. He ain't even passive-aggressive. He's just passive. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't win with a guy like that, man. I I pray that they was going to be able to make a move. I don't know what they have to offer, but, I mean, you know who would fit real good on that Sixers team? 
Who's that? It would be Siakam. It would be Siakam. Yeah. If they could figure out some way to get him, yeah. that would be great. But the last thing I'll just say to you guys, and I love y'all to death, but I mean, fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> Way <laughs> <of> victory. <laughs> All right, Buda, thanks for the phone call. Uh, Buda always misbehaves when he's with Mrs. Buda. Yeah, I noticed that as well. <laughs> he misbehaves when he's with Mrs. Buda. Then Mrs. Buda gets him home and straightens him out. Yeah, that's what happens. 1-800-919-3776. When we return, we'll take more of your phone calls. Plus... We'll get Gordon's Aaron Rodgers update, mm. and uh, the computer is uh, well fed. Gordon, we'll, we'll see. Oh, yeah. We'll see what it spits out next on ninety eight seven ESPN. <laughs> I've been laughing at him. <laughs> oh my god! This is ESPN New York tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on ninety eight point seven ESPN. All right, for those of you, we're going to come back and talk to basket, talk basketball. I promise. We still have to get to Kyrie. We still have to talk about finish talking about the Knicks before we leave you at midnight. But it is now time, Gordon, for your Aaron Rodgers report. But hold on, hold on. Let's fire up the computer for you. Yes, Aaron Rodgers, watch R E L A X. Life. Aaron Rodgers watch. Aaron Rodgers watch. You'll have a glass of scotch and chill out a little bit. How about that? Look at that. How about that, Gordon Davis? Yeah, that's that's big news there. We there you go. Production involved. Well, that's look, there's, there's a we we will do this quickly because I know people want to talk Nick still, and then we've got to get to Kyrie. We're going to put into the computer right now, not just Garrett Wilson coming out and talking about Aaron Rodgers, not just Sauce Gardner coming out and talking about Aaron Rodgers, (laughs) but another piece of news that Aaron Rodgers plans to go on a four-day darkness retreat, Larry. (laughs) He's going to sit in a sensory deprivation tank. And to me, is there any better way to prepare to be a New York Jet? What the F? He's going to sit in a dark place. He's already in a dark place. Yeah. Uh, and, and some of the side effects of a sensory deprivation tank is restlessness, uh. nausea, irritation, confusion, fatigue, and it can actually escalate all the way up to hallucinations. Yes, no, really? I think that uh, our buddy Ira in Staten Island has experienced at least four of those five. What in the world am I doing? Yeah. All right, so let's uh, let's uh, put it all into the computer here. Let's see what it comes at. Now, last time we did it, it was at 46%. Yes. Oh, wow. We are up to 71%, Larry. Wow. Yes, it's gotten that high for Aaron Rodgers going to the New York Jets. That is our very uh, now. I, I can't give you all the different parts of it because it's it's under seal, right? We don't want to give uh-huh. away information that is uh, restricted. Yes, but, of course. Yeah, it's up to seventy-one percent now that Aaron Rodgers ends up being a New York Jet. Wow, seventy-one percent. Seventy-one. I, th- I think it was the sensory deprivation tank. Like, why else would you go into a sensory deprivation tank? Unless you were you wanted to, you know, see what the demons look like yeah. before you you joined the New York Jets. That's unbelievable. 
I just, I, it's unbelievable. To think that you would do that with your free time. I know. He'll do anything to keep the spotlight on him. Oh, my God. Is there He'll ever? do anything. Look, those those spots that he does on, on the McAfee show, they're mm-hmm. obviously very successful. They, yes. Uh, I get it. Is there anybody out there who's saying, you know, I want, I got to hear from, I, what's Aaron Rodgers thinking today? I need to know more of what Aaron Rodgers is thinking. I, clearly, there are. Yeah. I, I can't imagine that uh, that there are, but I, I guess there are, because he's he's got a he's got a steady stream of thoughts that he wants to share with the world. That's for sure. There's no question about that. No question about that. We'll have another. We may have another edition tomorrow, Gordon. You know, we're following the Rangers who have an eight fifteen puck drop. Oh yeah. So, no, so you, you know. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll we'll, we'll try see. to have it tomorrow. If not, we'll do it Thursday. Just to keep you updated, but uh, you know, you better. The retreat is is going to be good now, but if he comes to New York, there, there'll be no retreat because there'll be no hiding. <laughs> no, there's no hiding here. Yeah, no, he might want to have whatsoever. a he might want to have a little conversation with uh, with Kyrie because yeah, he might. Ky- Kyrie has some thoughts on things, so maybe he does. That's, uh, that's that's somebody he should talk to while he's hanging out in the in the tank. There's no question about it. We'll hear from Kyrie in a second. First, let's hear from Gio from Yonkers. Gio, you're next on 98.7. Hey, what's up, Larry? What's up, uh, How you doing, guys? Hey, Gio. That's Gio. How's everything? Listen, I just wanted to piggyback on what Tony was saying. Um, he just seemed like a very dissatisfied gentleman. Um, I'm very happy with when the Knicks are. If you want to look back to 2020, when uh, kids was coach of the year, what was their record? 41 and 30 or something like that? 41? Mm-hmm. I can't recall, but uh, he's 11 went away from that, so... We're already at 30, and we're we're going into the All-Star break in a couple of days. We're we're in good position. I don't think we should mess up the chemistry and try to trade for a star. If you really think about it, all of the stars are staying where they where they are now. Like it, it's not. I feel like we need to like grow organically, like how the Warriors did, how all those other teams did. We're just trusting the process right now, and I really like what we're doing. I mean, of course, we have those games where we're on the edge of our seat and whatnot, but I hear what you're saying, Jill. Thanks for the phone call. I, listen, are you ha- are you are you encouraged by the fact that your young players are playing and you're seeing them grow? Absolutely. But the reality is, Gordon, that really they're playing because a couple of them are going to have to be moved for you to get somebody else that you're going to bring in here. And so, uh, yes, we have clamored for for Tibbs to play them. He's finally playing them. And he's getting some dividends. I mean, Grimes is, has been very mm-hmm. good. Very good. Uh, you know, McBride's been much better this season. He's been really good defensively. He's been hitting some shots of late. So that makes him good. Uh, you know, uh, so you, you've got some guys who, who've really been, you know, who who with playing time has gotten better, Gordon. So that's that's what you want to see, you know. And of course, Jericho Sims, who I liked from for a while ago, uh, you know, he <laughs> with the injury issues that Mitchell Robinson has, you're going to need to keep Sims and Hartenstein <laughs> because they you're always going to need two guys. Yeah, and and I and I don't want Nick fans to think, oh, you're satisfied with just making the playoffs. Well, I'm 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 content right now because that's an improvement. I want to see my team show progress mm-hmm. and and that is progress the the first year felt very fluky to me it yeah. was a pandemic year they had that win streak near the end of the year it, they were the fourth seed it, it just everything about it randall's performance everything felt like a fluke and mm-hmm. then last year felt much more like in line 
And and last year, I was killing Leon Rose for the moves yeah. that he made because they were yeah. terrible. They, they they went into an offseason where they just had to find more talent and they got less talented somehow. Mm-hmm. So I was crushing him last year. But you'd have to say this year is this is an achievement to, for this team that, again, has won one playoff game in a decade. You would think that there would be a little bit more of a sense of, uh, of enjoyment. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like there's any enjoyment for Nick fans of the season yeah. because, hey, we're not going anywhere. This is an improvement from where you've been. Just enjoy this for right now. And, and when you get into the offseason, well, then the pressure is going to be back on Leon Rose because he's got to figure out a way to find somebody who is a difference maker. And he's not done that so far. No, he hasn't. And and that's the next thing he's got to do, Gordon. And and he's that's what he and Worldwide West are supposed to be here. That's what they were mm-hmm. brought here to that's do. That's their path to success, absolutely. So that's what they have to do. So the job is not finished. Uh, have they cultivated some young talent? Yes. Have yeah. they drafted better? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've drafted better. So they've, they've checked a couple of boxes. But, you know, listen, when you're, when you're in a conference where you've got some very talented folks for you to continue to, you know, to compete, you've got to do you've got to do you've got to get talent in here, okay? And this is a talent starved organization. So that's what you were brought here to do. So it's going to be interesting to see what they come up with. And, and again, I get that some of the compliments are are more of an indictment of the previous regimes, but that is still progress. Yeah. I mean, the fact that they, you, we look at what they've drafted, they, they have drafted better than the previous. Now, the previous regimes were terrible, but mm-hmm. that's, still, that's still progress. So I, I'm content with it for now, getting into the playoffs and, and seeing you know if they can win a game, maybe two, I don't know. Uh, I'm not expecting much, but at least for now, I'm content with this. But yeah, I mean, the clock is ticking on Leon Rose because going into year four and you still don't have a top 15, top 20 player when you're the former agent that's supposed to have all the connections yeah that's not a good look for him lebron eight points away from breaking kareem's record wow i'm surprised he's gonna do it tonight i really thought he would not do it against the team like the thunder but clearly he's eight points away i'm sure the 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 foul everything will be now called from this point forward (laughs) right i mean everybody's there (laughs) kareem's saying come on let's get it done tonight let's uh yeah He's like, I, I don't, don't, don't want to come be, back. I, I don't want to be like uh, Roger Maris's kid, you know, showing up every every night here for the next I'm two weeks. I'm not flying to Milwaukee. No, get it done tonight. I'm yeah, done. Get it done tonight. And uh, and and you sit there. He's not happy that the streak is breaking. He's not happy that he's losing this uh, record. I mean, come on. You had a great run. What what's the what's the problem? I'm just saying. The exp- I'm not. I'm just looking yeah, no. at the expression on his face. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, he's probably he probably is. He, Kareem doesn't he care. He's like, he's, he's Kareem. Come on. He, he's at his day. I know if I would be sitting there, I'm like, oh, man. If he's going to be ticked off about anything, he should be ticked off about that uh, performance that they had of him in that uh, HBO thing, the winning time. Yeah, I'm that sure was he was. not very kind. No, it was not. I don't know. Dr. J, I think there's a Dr. lawsuit J, coming still, for Dr. I mean, J. I mean, he still should be looking at legal action <laughs> after the guy they had having with him. I mean, that was outrageous. That was, oh, it was unbelievable. It was so bad. So bad. So bad. We'll continue the conversation next on 9870 ESPN. This is ESPN New York Tonight with Larry Hardesty and Gordon Damer on 98.7 ESPN. It's ESPN New York Tonight here on 9870 ESPN. All right, Gordon. Kyrie Irving spoke Mm -hmm. in Dallas today. Yeah. And uh, he had a couple of things that he talked about, Mm. like uh, the Nets front office. 
I wish I would have got to know the people that were behind the organization. I went in there and was just a kid with a dream on my mind with KD and you know, we wanted to bring a, a championship to a young organization. They were only around for six years. I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan. It's in my blood, you know, I, I cheer for them. But when things start to change and you're not getting transparency and honesty from people in the front office or people around you, I mean, I don't know what person feels comfortable and confident in that type of environment. And again, I don't want to go into too many details because it's water on the bridge now. Like I wish them well, left them in fourth place. I did what I was supposed to do, took care of my teammates, was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. Um, I just wanted to do all the right things for myself, not to appease anybody that had something negative to say about me or they judged me. You know, this basketball game just is fun, and I want to keep it that way. I don't want to stay competitive and just work hard. So, <laughs> Larry, sorry, has Corey. there ever been anyone more full of crap in their life? I mean, I, I don't know if I can say that on the air. I mean, has there ever been anybody more full of it than that guy? He did everything for his teammates? Selfless. Selfless. <laughs> Yeah, that's the, that's the word that comes to mind when, when we're talking about Kyrie Irving. I did what I was supposed to do, took care of my teammates, was incredibly selfless in my approach to leading. Oh, my. Yeah, he, he was selfless in his approach to leading. He didn't lead. He left. Here, here's, here's the other line. I left them in fourth place. Yeah. I left them. Right. I mean, that guy, is, it, it's, it's amazing because we get plenty of examples sometimes of, of, look, and I'm not saying that I wouldn't be the same way if I was a millionaire and everything Absolutely. worked out for me. And, but we get plenty of athletes who are, like, completely out there. Kyrie Irving is on another planet. He is. He is. Um, Kyrie, did you feel disrespected in Brooklyn? In the seat today, I just know I want to be places where I'm celebrated. Uh, and not just tolerated or, or, or just, um, you know, kind of dealt with in a way that doesn't make me feel respected. Um, and there were times throughout this process when I was in Brooklyn where I felt very disrespected and my talent. Uh, I work extremely hard at what I do. No one ever talks about my work ethic, though. Everyone talks about what I'm doing off the floor. So uh, I just want to change that narrative and write my own story and just continue to prepare in the gym. And now that I'm in Dallas, just focus on what I can control, like I said. And, um, you know, I'm always going to be close with those guys in Brooklyn, just like I'm close with guys in Boston, just like I'm close to guys in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. His work so, ethic, he played in less than half the games, Larry. I know. I know. And we talk about his work. We talk about him on the court all the time. All the because, time. Because here's what we say. If he could just focus and keep playing the way he does on the court, everybody, we talk about how great he is. We talk about his abilities. We talk about, you know, how what a talented player he is. And we always say if he could just focus on that and, and stay keep the, the negativity off the court, off the floor, he'd be great. Look at the past month, Gordon. The yep. past month, he was outstanding for this mm -hmm. team. He can't help himself. He can't. All right, so the follow-up by a very good reporter said, okay, you said you felt disrespected, so how did that happen? I think that's another uh, day where I could really go into detail about it. I, I'm not the person to really speak on names and go to someone behind their back and, and try to leak stuff to the media. That's never been me. Um, now, I've been an audience member of watching people say things about me um, that ultimately just fall off my shoulder. Uh, I'm really uh, in a place that I, I'm grateful that I got to grow, I got to grow into uh, over the last year and a half, two years. 
uh, spending time away from the, ba the basketball court, giving me time to really appreciate life in a new way. And um, I just know I need healthy boundaries, especially in this entertainment business. There's a lot of disrespect that goes on with people's families, with their names, and I I'm just not with it. Uh, so it's not personal against any of those guys against in the front, front office. It's just what I'm willing to accept. Um, and I took a chance, and luckily and fortunately, the Dallas Mavericks picked me up. So it's just all what I can control. Well, what I'll color is the sky where he lives, Larry? <laughs> what, what color do you think the sky is there? Is it purple? It's it's blue. It's blue skies and sunshine where Kyrie is, Gordon. It's and, blue sky. And to go back to the first cut, because there was so much in that cut that mm -hmm. it, like you, you, you get shell-shocked, you get whiplash. The idea, he was just this guy with a dream. He didn't know anybody in the front office. No. They were these nameless people. You were the front office. You and your running mate were the front office. That's right. And you want to talk about disrespected? Go ask Kenny Atkinson how he yeah. feels. Yeah. Oh, my God. The guy, he's he is unbelievable. He is one of one. There, yep. There'll never be another one like, oh, let's hope not. <laughs> For the net's sake. He is one of one. He is incredible. Jacques Vaughn, uh, did you enjoy coaching Kyrie? My interactions with, with Kai have always been positive. I enjoyed coaching him. I want him to succeed. Uh, I'll keep it that simple. Uh, we've had some ups and downs, I guess, along the way, but I've also seen a young man score 60 points. I've also seen him bring his kids into uh, the locker room. Uh, I've also seen him uh, grow as an individual and be a better teammate than when I first met him. Uh, so for me, I'm always look at the good in people and want the good in people, and I want him to succeed. He's no longer with us, uh, but I appreciate his time, but I'm looking forward to, to coach and Spencer and Doe for sure. Uh, very classy. Mm -hmm. Very classy. That's, the that's right the thing way to you say. answer a question. You the right thing you to say. Throw it out there. Oh, well, you know, I don't want to get into this and then get into it. Yeah. He just went and, and took the high road. Yep, absolutely. Cam Thomas, what were you miss about Kyrie as a teammate? Everything, really. I mean, that's, that's my guy. We talked about a lot. Talk about Kobe. Just life in general, man. Just life in general. That's really that's probably the main thing that um, I probably miss from Kyle. Just me having that, that big brother on the team I can laugh with, joke with, make fun of. Just my just my big brother, you know. Because, you know, even though Kay's my big brother for real, but me and Kai, you know, we're a little, we're a little more joke, like a lot of jokes together. So that's probably the main thing. I could joke around with Kai. So, Gordon, here, here here's the question. Um, by the way, LeBron is uh, four points away. Here's the question. If you're Cam Thomas, if you're Claxton, if you're one of the younger players on the team, are you? Uh, do you have the ability to take the positive that he brings? Right, Gordon, the positive, the, 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 how he plays when he's on the court, that positivity, can you take that part and just learn to some of the eccentricities, because nobody's perfect, but some of the things that, you know, no, nah, that's not the way to go. Are you able to separate that and understand that, okay, this is the good in him. This is what he brings to the table. He's a phenomenal basketball player. He's practicing and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, I love that part about him. There's some other things that, you know, I don't agree with. I would like to think so, right? And, and I think that at the end of the day, uh, I don't. I'm not really worried about any of the young players modeling uh, the off the court stuff because he's just so out there. Uh, he's so. I mean, he's just so delusional. So I wouldn't think that that's going to affect. And I think that at the end of the day, uh, athletes, especially at that level, 
they just want to go about their business and mm-hmm. they just want to succeed and they want the team to succeed. So now they're not going to they're not going to insult a, another player, and I'm sure on a personal level they do kind of like Kyrie. At, sure. At some, yeah. But I think that I can't imagine that drama, or, or I should say that drama now being removed. I can't see mm. that being a negative for anybody. I don't think anybody's yeah. going to be sitting. Man, I wish Kyrie were back. Yeah. It's it's crazy because they know a different Kyrie than we do. Of course. Um. And and so. You know, they that's the teammate, you know, they he they, but but in the quiet moment, you know, you gotta be like, Dag, why is he doing this? Like <laughs> They'll never criticize him though. No, of course not. But never. I'm saying in the quiet moment yeah. To, yeah. to amongst themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, why is he doing this? Like he's so talented. Like how come he don't he how come he's not playing all the time? Why is he you know, why is he like this? Uh, like Kevin Durant sitting there like, What have I done? <laughs> yeah, now that's the question. Now what ends up happening with him? Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they they've got a they they've got to put a little proposal together. That's what we're hearing that they're talking to him and you know getting an idea of what they're going to do and what the future, what their game plan is and you know we'll see if uh you know we'll, we'll see if he's going to be a part of it. It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. Yeah, I mean the trade deadlines in every sport are are always kind of cool and you're always checking the phone and checking twitter and and woge is never sleeping he's always no. out there he's even when he's his eyes are closed he's still he's got one eye still open so i'm sure right. you never know when things are going to come down but i'm sure some 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 stuff is going to come down here in the next day or so no question about it all right we'll see you tomorrow night my friend Have sounds good, good Larry. that wraps up this edition of esp in new york tonight we thank you for joining us harvey julian thank you very much freddie and fitz next on 98.7 espn